Wake Up World. You are now tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I'm your host, Devon Pouncey. We're here at the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, which is also the home of 1029 and 750, the game sports radio station. I got Rodney back in here with me today. What up, Rod? What's going on, world? I'm back. He's back. We had a good interview last week with Marcus Harvey of Portland Gear. He dropped some amazing gems. He's doing amazing work in the community. And if you missed that episode, I will really, really advise you to go back and listen to that because so many people have given feedback to that episode on how much they enjoyed it. And yeah, if you're in or if you're not in the Portland market, he he dropped some gems that you just can't really deny. So I just advise you all to make sure to go back and listen to that episode Also, for the non-subscribers, come on and subscribe. We're still on iTunes at Wake Up and Win with Devon Pouncey. For our SoundCloud listeners, we have a a SoundCloud channel called Wake Up and Win, so you can subscribe there as well. So before we get into the content of the day, we got some big stuff going on in sports right now, as you all probably know. It's Thursday. It's NBA Finals Day. But I got a pretty nice announcement to make first. Um, this week, there's been a lot going on here at 1029 and 750 The Game, and uh, I have been fortunate enough to land an on-air position here. So for those of you who like to hear my voice and love what it is that I got to say, and one time a week isn't enough for you to listen in to what I have to say, I've been fortunate enough to land that on-air spot. It'll be myself and Justin Myers. Uh, the official show name will be released by Monday, June 5th. That's the day that we go on air. I'll actually be on air today, this afternoon and tomorrow, uh, June 2nd, which is a Friday from 3 to 6 o'clock. But we will officially be starting on Monday from 9 a.m. to noon. Uh, that's right before Kanzano. It's the only local show in the market. So, yeah, at that time. So, yeah, it's, it's going down. Congrats, my brother. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, yeah, for those of you who love hearing my voice and what it is that I have to say. Uh, you can hear me five days a week now. <laughs> yeah, that, it's not. It's no longer once a week, but you better believe the Wake Up and Win podcast will always keep rolling and we will still be having a podcast here. So you'll be able to listen if you're in the Portland market on 102.9 is our FM station. 750 is our AM station. For those of you all who aren't out here, you'll be able to stream live on 1029thegame.com. Again, that is 1029thegame.com, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon. So, now that we got that out the way. Do it. It's game one tonight. We got the Cleveland Cavaliers playing the Golden State Warriors tonight. And it wouldn't be right if Rodney and I didn't give our predictions for the series. And I'm going to actually start off by letting Rod give me his prediction. Because oh, you going to let me go it's, first? It's the third time around. You know what I mean? Each is, is, is split right now between the two of them. So what you got up, Rod? Let us know who you going with and what your predictions are, man. My Bay Area family and friends are going to hate me. But oh, okay. I'm going with the Cavaliers in six or seven. I'm pushing for a seven games because it's been a lackluster playoffs, and we've been knowing who's going to the finals. So let's, let's get a seven games, but – Cavaliers are going to win. Cavaliers are going to win. Why you got the Cavaliers winning, man? I got some reasons, man. Uh, Break it down. Cavaliers, you know, to beat the Warriors, you have to score over 120 points or you have to hold them to under 100 points. I feel like the Cavaliers can do both. Not at the same time, but, you know, they can win either way. But I feel like the matchups, you know, a lot of people say the Warriors favor, you know, the matchups, but I think it's pretty even. If you look at it, I think LeBron and KD are going to even out. 
I feel like Stephen Kyrie is going to even out. And this is production. They're probably not going to guard each other. The matchup is going to be different with guarding each other. But as far as production, I feel like K-Love, Draymond Green, even each other out. This is a reach. I think J.R. Smith and Kyle Korver will even out with Klay Thompson. So, and, so, so that's a two-on-one reach you got there. Yeah, yeah, I, I do because I feel like as far as who plays and who doesn't, you know, I feel like them two would equal out to what Klay Thompson does. Okay. And I, have, I have more reasons. Okay, so so I totally disagree with that. Go ahead. Um, I got the Golden State Warriors to win uh, in five or six. Mm. I don't think it'll be a seven-game series. Five uh, or six. Five or six. I'm saying five or six in Golden State favor. I mean, let's just be real. I think they're the better team. If we take it back to the first year they won it in six years. Right. I'm talking about of the three times, obviously, they met. This will be the third time starting tonight. So if we take it back to that first time, when the Warriors beat the Cavaliers, clearly they were the better team. You had an injured Kyrie um, throughout that series. He got injured, I believe, in game one of that series. Yes. He got injured. So, yeah, that mattered. That definitely mattered. But the Golden State Warriors own that series. LeBron played well. I mean, he's LeBron. We've been arguing about him being the greatest and comparing him to Jordan in the media lately, which I don't think he's better than Jordan. But that's for another That's for another day. Um but then you take it to last year's finals. You had Golden State up three to one. You had Draymond Green get suspended. Yes. Uh, for being a quote unquote dirty player. Then you had in that same game you had Andrew Bogut, a seven foot center, go down for the rest of the series. And then you had a really good Cleveland Cavalier team with LeBron James. As well. Oh yeah, and by the way, you also had Steph Curry who wasn't a hundred percent. He he wasn't a hundred percent in that series. He didn't he, come out and say that to after the series, but you know, I, that's I, what mean, I'm saying. I mean he didn't play the entire playoffs though. So yeah. I mean we knew he wasn't a hundred percent. He was still Steph Curry. He was able to play to come back and continue to play on an injury and still produce and 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 make it as far as they made it. Right. But still he didn't play the entire Portland Trailblazers series. He was hurt. Steph Curry was hurt throughout that playoffs. And so, like I said, but credit to Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James. They won it. I mean, you had a good team, a great team that was able to have a momentum sway from the suspension of Draymond, from the injury to Andrew Bogut. And like I said, when you have a team as good as LeBron James and the Cavaliers, and obviously Kyrie Irving was phenomenal in that series, they were able to do the unthinkable and come back from three to one. Now let's take it to this year. You have pretty much the same warrior team. Uh, you don't have Bogut. You don't have Harrison Bars. But what do you know? Kevin Durant's in town. So you now got, let's be honest here, you have the best score in basketball now playing on an already best team in the league okay. in the Golden State Warriors. They're the best team in the league. They've been the best team in the league. Even last year, they had the single season's greatest uh, record of all time. And that also played a role in them in the long run, with them in the long run because they were going for that record and they didn't get to rest up to the ability that they should have. And I think they've learned from that. Okay. I think players have gotten a lot of rest this year. Guys have been healthy this year. Kevin Durant had his deal, but he's back. And, yeah, you got – a team that's rested. Steph Curry is 100%. And I just think that's it's too much firepower 
on Golden State. You say Kevin, you say LeBron and Kevin Durant matches up. Well, yeah, LeBron's gonna get his. Kevin Durant's gonna get his. But here's the problem. It's not just about the offensive end. I still think with the even matchups that you said that on the offensive end, the Warriors are just a better team. But now let's take it to defense because you have five, maybe six players. Nobody can stop LeBron James. That's obvious. But you have five, maybe six players who can match up with him. Mm -hmm. You have Klay Thompson who can match up with him. You have KD long 6'11 can match up with him. Draymond can match up with him. You go to the bench, you got a 6'8 point guard in Sean Livingston who can match up with him. You got Harrison Barnes, who's known to be kind of the tough guy and a defender, a hard-nosed defender who can match up with him. Iguodala, you mean? It, Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes. You said Harrison Barnes. Oh, I meant you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, Matt, right. Barnes, Matt, Matt Barnes. I, Matt Barnes. I, I mentioned Harrison Barnes right, yeah, earlier, yeah, but yeah, I meant yeah. Matt Barnes. I meant right. Matt Barnes. Uh, and then you have Iguodala. Okay, yeah. Who's also another. So that's six players that I just named right there that you can pretty much rotate off guard in LeBron James, which allows the Golden State Warriors to keep fresh legs on LeBron James. I hear that. Also, you have Steph Curry, who is a better defender than people give him credit for. He's not just a terrible defender, in my opinion. He's just known for being a shooter and being an offensive player. Right. But I don't think he's a terrible defender. Can Kyrie cook him up? Yeah, Every time. Th- throughout a game, yeah. But when you have five or six guys who can guard LeBron, that means you got at least three or four guys that you could place on Kyrie and allow Steph to kind of get rest on the defensive end. I feel like I, I hear you on that, but I feel like LeBron focus this year is on a whole nother level. I mean, I feel like you can compare this time to when he beat the Pistons back back when he was first time on the Cavaliers. I feel like he knows what's at stake. He knows this is his chance to cement his name in a GOAT conversation. Yes, he's always al- already going to be in a GOAT conversation, but I feel like there's no doubting him if he wins this series. And he, I feel like he knows that. So I feel like, And I also feel like they do guard Kyrie, but I feel like they don't have an answer for him. He's but, been a problem every time. But, but the Warriors' focus is right there, too. I mean, they got a lot at stake. They brought Kevin Durant to Golden State. They do. So, so with the Warriors... They know they have a lot at stake right now. This is their legacy at stake. This yeah. is a team who went 73-9 and nine last year who can arguably be put in the history books as the greatest team of all time. You got the greatest shooter and two-time MVP of all time in Steph Curry. They've learned from losing. That, that left a bad taste in their mouth. So now you have a hungry Golden State Warriors team. You don't have a team that uh, we can just go for the record and go 73-9. and nine. It won't matter in the long run of the playoffs. You no longer – and also they were the defending champions when they did that. Right. So last year they were at a point where you could feel like the championship was going to just be laid in their lap. They barely lost. <laughs> so True. if you're already the defending champion and you don't lose – yeah, your hunger can diminish. You're pretty full. You're, you're eating. You know what I mean? And as a team, they were eating. After losing in that series in that series, and bringing in a guy like Kevin Durant, they know that the pressure is on and all eyes are on. So they know that their focus has to be 
on just as high of a, of a level as LeBron James' focus. And at the end of the day, if LeBron James loses this finals, he can still say, oh, they had they brought Kevin Durant over. That can be right. people's excuses. The Warriors have no excuse for losing this finals this year. I, I, I'm going to tell you what I think is going to be a big factor. I don't see Kevin Durant having that killer instinct. You know what I mean? Let me ask you this. You're a Kobe fan. Absolutely. Will Kobe ever lose a 3-1 lead to go to the finals and he has no rings? This is my thing with that. Kevin Durant and Kobe Bryant are two totally different but players. I'm talking first about of killer all. instinct with MVP type. Superstars. LeBron hasn't always had killer instinct. That's not to say that he doesn't now. But LeBron is not just the killer instinct guy in this league. He's, he's not. True. He he's known for being a facilitator. And this Kobe's going to take that shot. He's he he he's a killer. And, <laughs> you know and that's what, I mean? what Kevin Durant is right now. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be, but LeBron isn't either. So my, I, I just don't think LeBron. I'm not giving LeBron the killer instinct title in this league yet. That's why I don't think You're he's not better than Michael yet? Jordan, huh? You're not giving it to him yet. If he wins it this year, he might have a chance, but he has to win it this year. I mean, he won it last year. Like mm-hmm. I said, he's a great player, and even last year, LeBron wasn't closing out games for. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Kyrie was. I mean, Let's but, be real. But, LeBron uh, did what LeBron does, but he's not the clo- – Kobe is going to close out those games for the L.A. Lakers. Yeah, I mean, you got supporting cast and help, but Kyrie was putting up 40. Okay, LeBron was too. LeBron led every stat for both teams in that final. He was, but when we're talking about killer instinct, we're not talking about how good of a Le- player LeBron James is. That's obvious. Right. We're not talking about how good of a player Kevin Durant is. We're talking about That's Kevin obvious. Instinct. If we're talking about killer instinct, Kyrie killed the Golden State Warriors last year. LeBron James did what LeBron James does. But Kyrie was the killer on that team last year. I mean, year. but let's be real with Kobe, though. Like, since we're talking about killer instinct, Kobe had his shacks. He had his Derek Fishers that hit big shots. He had his Robert Horry's that hit big shots. That's, I mean, that's the same thing. Kyrie was coming through, but... You know, when it come down to closing, yes, but I just think Kevin Durant just he that's why he went to the Warriors. He knows he don't have the killer instinct, so he went to go run and get some help. But when you if you go run and get help and you play with a team full of killers, I think Steph Curry has some killer instinct in him. He didn't win it last year. People go through what people go through. And yeah. I think it was a learning experience for Steph Curry. Definitely. I think Draymond Green has killer instinct. Oh, that's that's undeniable. I, I even think He's he's been a little bit off this year, but we've seen glimpses of Klay Thompson have killer instinct as well. I mean, he cared. Steph Curry was hurt. Klay Thompson stepped up last season in the playoffs. Oh, he definitely and did. So, so when you're surrounded with guys who have killer instinct of that magnitude of a Steph Curry, of a Draymond Green, of a Klay, T- all stars, they're right. all superstars slash all stars in this league. And you come in and you're as good as you are. I think Kevin Durant is kind of receiving that killer instinct because of the culture it is that he's playing in. Right. The culture of of players he's playing with. I mean, the players, they create the culture there. So when you're playing with a bunch of killers, yeah, it could turn you out to be a killer when you're as good as KD is. And even in these playoffs, he's taking on kind of the villain role. And now it's been against lesser competition Definitely. absolutely but he's taking on the killer road I, I've seen him talking a lot more mess and kind of playing with more of a chip in his shoulder if you watch that Utah Jazz series he did but like I said that's lesser competition it's whatever but in this moment he is going to be playing with guys who are not scared to get up his tail because they want to win and 
Draymond's already said he wants to annihilate this Cleveland Cavalier team. He said that in the beginning of the year. Yeah, he do. And, and also, I feel like you said that the Warriors are hungry. I feel like in a way that the Cavaliers are hungry in a different way. I feel like because they're the defending champs, but they're the underdogs in this series. I feel like LeBron wants to finally get his respect that he deserves, which he gets respect. But I'm talking about no more doubters, no more talking that he's not this and that. And I feel like they are hungry too because how are you the defending champs, but you are an underdog, you know what I mean? And everybody's healthy. It happens. They were an underdog last year, and they probably shouldn't have won it last year because they were playing against – a team that had some issues pop up during that series. But like I said, I, I just think that it's too much firepower offensively. I don't think Cleveland can keep up with the Warriors this season offensively. And then defensively, there's so many matchups that are that work in the Warriors' favor that don't necessarily work. LeBron's gonna have to guard KD. And I feel like he can do it. But do you need? Do you want him doing that? Do you want him guarding a player as good as KD and then having to go take the load offensively? Well, when it comes down, if you want to be the go, you got to do what you got to do. Well, you, I mean, but you're playing against a player who's a top five scorer of all time, in you, my opinion. You know, the, the idea is not to stop him from scoring 30. He's going to get his points. But then you got to stop everybody else from scoring 30 as well. That yeah, team is just an offensive like, machine. But if you look at if Cleveland – their defense, actually, you know, this been under – you don't really get to see it. Same with the Warriors. You, you look at more of their offense. But they have the best defensive rating in the playoffs this year. And, okay, yeah, yes, we're going to talk about who they're playing. Yes, I mean, who they're playing. let's be real. <laughs> but they can step up and play some defense. That's all fine and dandy, but they definitely have, haven't had to play against an offense that's as powerful as this Golden State Warriors offense is. And like I said, we got two seasoned teams. We got If we want to talk about who's the more seasoned and who's the more veteran team, they're both veterans. They played in the last three finals, so these right. teams know each other. Mm-hmm. They, they've beat each other. They've lost to each other, so they know what's at stake. But when you come down just to the basketball aspect of things, outside of who has the killer instinct, outside of who's the veteran, outside of kind of the moral aspects of the game, when you come down to on the court, on paper, just who's the better team and who has more to offer than the other, I still think the Golden State Warriors have a lot more to offer on the court than the Cleveland Cavaliers do. Look, I, I just do. I can agree with that, but you've been a part of sports. Sometimes it's not about who the better team is. We've seen Randy Moss and, and Tom Brady go undefeated and go into the Super Bowl and lose. So I feel like it's not always the better team. It's who plays the best, who plays the harder, who wants it more. And I think that's what it's going to come down to. And I think the Golden State Warriors want it more too. And I think Cleveland do. So, so you got you – got, yeah. <laughs> Cleveland and I got Golden State. I got them in five or six, uh, give or take. And you have six Cle- or seven. I want seven just for the fact that this playoffs. Yeah, I wouldn't boring. mind. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't mind seeing seven. I wouldn't right, mind right. seeing seven. Just my prediction. I don't see seven games happening. I I see the Warriors going to town on this Cleveland Cavaliers team in this series. Yeah, and and they got home court advantage too. And I'm just saying. It goes down, you know, in that it, arena. It goes down. It, you know what it, it else I do down. want to see? I do want to see what Mike Brown does. You know, he hasn't lost in the playoffs, but uh, I want to see what happens when he loses a game. What happens when they I, I when think it, he'll be all right because because you still Steve Kerr will still be in that locker room at yeah, halftime. He will. He will. He'll, he'll, his presence will still at least be in the arena. But on the court, and, when there's a run going on, 
What do you do, Mike Brown? You got veteran guys out there. It's 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 kind of easy for him to make decisions when you have veteran guys like Draymond, KD, Steph, and even your bench players. Matt Barnes has been in this game for a long time. Sean Livingston has been on this team. He's True. been a part of this run that the Warriors have had. Iguodala, like you've got seasoned veterans out there. So I don't think it's going to be too hard to coach them up. Right. You just got to keep it together. And I think he can keep it together. Runs happen. It's a game of runs. It is. If he doesn't if he doesn't know that by now, he shouldn't be on that sideline at all. It's true. So, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see what we'll see. So, I'm excited for the game tonight and like I said, I'll probably be talking a little bit more NBA finals today on the air. So, yeah, that's that's good stuff. But now I kind of want to get to the political side of this series. Many of you may or may not have heard that LeBron James um, has has had his house tagged up um, with racial slurs, mm. and I just think you know it's 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 very unfortunate. Very, I very. think whoever did that was an absolute <clears throat> lame, um, and I think it just goes to show why this show does what it does once again because the main story going on about this series since it hasn't particularly started yet, but it will in a few hours here. The main talk about the series right now is LeBron James having to worry about racial issues. Right. So, I mean, what's what's kind of your take on that, Rock? Like you said, it's very unfortunate, especially the timing of it right before the finals. But it just comes to show that how far we came in America and how far we still have to go. I also feel like, you know, um, he also said in an interview about what happened, he said it's hard being black in America, regardless if you're you're rich, if you're famous regardless it's hard and i agree with that i mean it's certain things that go on with jobs for instance white men with felonies is more likely to get a job than a black man with no criminal history those type of things is it makes it hard on minorities but you know um i just think you know people should take from this as motivation you know when, when you deal with racism use that to overcome what they're trying to say about you the hate to prove them wrong that you don't have to react in a violent way, in a hostile way. You can react in a positive way and overcome those those boundaries or, or overcome the obstacles. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree with that 100 percent. And uh, LeBron has also expressed that his family is safe. That's really good to know. Great um, but I still dislike the fact that. He has to worry about because because now you got to have 24 hour security. Yes, you're LeBron you do. James. You're a high profile athlete. You're a high profile person. And it's obvious because people feel like they have to come to your home and write racial slurs. I mean, that's 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 just terrible. But like I said, it's also part of the reason why this show talks about things like this, because it's necessary because it's, it, necessary. it's, it's proven. The proof is in the pudding. Um, and even here in Portland, we've recently had hate crime um, at the Mac station. Just terrible, terrible things that have been going on as far as hate crime is concerned here in Portland. So I feel like in this market, especially and really across the nation, we get it like like it matters. It needs to be talked about. It needs to be exposed because, like I said, the proof is in the pudding. It's being exposed because <laughs> I mean, yeah, it it's happening. So, I mean, you can't suppress what's actually real you know what i mean and what's actually going on in this world right now so like i said i i, I hate lebron has to go through this i don't think it'll affect his play on the court i think lebron is a mature player um lebron has already been woke when it comes to issues like this 
Um, he's he's and he's proven that time and time again. Again, so LeBron, I feel like he's the player in the NBA that understands what it is to be a black man in America, and he's and he will be fine. I think on the court he'll be fine. He'll kind of let it go. Like I said, he'll make sure he has 24-hour security surveillance, not just because he has the money to do so, but because it's necessary, obviously. But I think LeBron will be fine. Uh, I don't think it'll affect his play. I do hate that he has to deal with this, you know what I mean, during a time where he's trying to dial in and focus on an NBA Finals. But, yeah, I'm just, like I said, it's happening in this world. Racism is real. It's the real thing. And... Like I said, it's with all these hate crimes going on, we've had recent hate crime here in Portland. We just need to be aware and we need to talk about these kind of things. Uh, LeBron was not afraid to go out and talk about it. And he said if this was another reason for his voice to have to be heard about these issues, that he had absolutely no problem with that, which is why we have no problem with expressing these issues here on the podcast. So. Yeah, I think LeBron will be fine as far as the playoffs are concerned. And like I said, I'm glad to hear his family safe and okay. But we need to wake up, people, because this is what's happening in the world. Wake up, world. Wake up, world. We started off with that anyway. So, like I said, I, I, I think, I think you know, black athletes do still have that double standard. We also could connect it to things going on like Colin Kaepernick still not being picked up by a team like these things are real. They happen. <laughs> they happen. So regardless if, you, if you've seen it, experienced it or not, it's it, happening. It's happening. So like you, you could, like I said, you could suppress it as much as you want to, but it's happening. So like I said, I'm just glad it, it gives us another opportunity to talk about it. It's unfortunate that we have to talk about it because these things shouldn't be happening. But the reality of it is they are. And we here at the Wake Up and Win podcast are not afraid to express how we feel about it. So stay woke, people, because racism is real. Um, but anywho, Rod, I thank you for coming on, man. man and I that appreciate was a good you talk. having me every time. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll be here throughout the series next week. We'll be here, you know, talking about where we're at at that point. We, you know, we release episodes every Thursday. So I hope you all enjoy the NBA finals. So uh, stay woke and go win.